0: Have tuned into Confronting the Podcast, where we are engaged in a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. I am Tabu Winslow Mars, sole owner, founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency, author, producer, podcaster of Confronting the Podcast. Today's genuine discussion is about disabilities when to disclose a disability, if you want to disclose a disability. Um, So I'm hoping you strap your seatbelt on because I think you might find this intriguing today. What made me pick this topic? Well, I decided to pick this topic because a lot of people do not know that when you are applying for a job, there is something called voluntary self identification of disability and I'm gonna tell you I have been bad probably about maybe two years ago maybe a year ago yeah maybe a year ago I um, started applying for other jobs internally in our organization at CCBC um, at um, the Community College of Baltimore County in Maryland, and um, where I am a full-time employee. I also own my own agency as well, and I do this um, podcast separately from CB- CCBC, which I um, is totally not connected, neither is Triumph and Athletic Agency connected to um, the Community College of Baltimore County. But I want to be full. I want to give full disclosure here. Um, why I'm deciding to talk about this? So um, before I started working for CCBC, I did not have a diagnosis of diabetes. Um, I worked for Sam's Club, and I did some really trend, um, tedious work. A lot of heavy lifting. Um, a lot of, um, I mean, I was, I was the manager of, um, compliance and merchandising for Sam's club. And right before COVID, right at COVID, they decided to reorganize their management team. And in the store I was in the club that I was in, it was seven of us total in the management team. And they said they were going to go down to having three assistant managers and a club manager. And I was the last one hired. I had the last tenure. So that meant I was the first one that was being displaced, which I was, I was displaced. And um, I got a severance package, but I still was displaced. And I had not had a, I had, I had not been diagnosed with, this, with, um, with diabetes. I did have diabetes when I was pregnant with my daughter. I had gestational diabetes. And it went away after, I guess, about maybe six or seven months after she was born. And then I got diabetes again later on in life. Um, It was triggered by something else. But I was able to fight that, and I was cleared. Didn't have to take any medications, didn't have to, um, I no longer had to disclose it um, because I, I was technically diabetes-free. I don't know the, the real the medical term for it. I'm sure there are going to be some um, physicians that will um, make sure I probably know the medical term for it. <laughs> um, but however, I went like that for, I guess, maybe almost 20 26 years something like that about 26 years 20 yeah about 26 years and then when I started at um, the community college of Baltimore County um I started losing weight probably about maybe a year into my job and it didn't even click to me that you know that might be what the issue is and then I my I, I noticed that my um I started, I had a a limp, I started getting a limp, and then one day I went shopping up at Towson Town Place, Towson Town um, Center up here in, in Maryland, and I was walking across the street, and I literally fell in the street for no reason, I just literally fell, and I did nothing of it, I really didn't, I just got myself up, I was a little embarrassed, people was watching, and I walked to my car, and um... I think I went out to eat with a few friends. I did. I went out to eat with my discipleship sisters at the restaurant across from Towson Town, um, Towson Town Shopping Center, Towson Town Town, um, Mall. I don't even know the real name. And um, so I walked across the street. I fell in the street as I was walking and I didn't think nothing of it. I got to my car. So I wasn't going shopping to the mall. I went to eat. I ate, walked across, got to my car, shook it off, went home. Okay? And I had been walking around. I had I decided on my own I was gonna go get myself a cane because I didn't know, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. I really didn't think anything of it. So I was going to the bathroom a lot. I was urinating a lot. And I again I didn't think nothing of it. I mean, I would go to the bathroom five, 10, 20 times within maybe like two or three hours. And I actually had colleagues at work that would be saying, why is she always going to the bathroom? Why is she always going to the bathroom? And like I said, I didn't think nothing of it. Then one day, um, our HR department sent out a notification to everybody in the organization that to remind us that we had to complete this voluntary self-identification of disability um, on applications. When we applied for applications, it was a reminder. So, you know, (laughs) my HR background, I thought about it. I was like, God dang, you know what, I forgot. This is now, this is after I actually went to the doctors and found out I was diabetic, again, and I was like, what in the world is going on how did I get diabetic again I don't I mean I really take care of myself guys I really when I say I really I really do take care of myself I don't do too much um, eating out and when I do eat out I make sure I try my very best to eat healthy and when I cook I cook most of my food from scratch I will sometimes make a box cake uh, when I want to be lazy. Or I might buy me some um the, you know mac and cheese in a box for a dollar. When you buy two for a dollar, um, because I'm too lazy, I don't want to make, I don't want to make a big pan of mac and cheese because it's just me. I'm a family of one. I live by myself. And um so I decided, uh I was like, you know what? <laughs> I, I better go get checked because I don't know what's going on so I went and got checked and I did have this on my podcast we cooked for because I had my nutritionist who came on to talk about how do you control your diabetes um, through food and now I think she came on she came on my first year this is my third year on air and she came on my first year and she actually talked while I was in my appointment it was a live. Um, It was a live recording, and she talked to me through our session, and I listened. So my diabetes got better, and I no longer didn't have to use the cane, but when this notification from the HR department came out, I was like, you know what? I had been applying for jobs internally, and I honestly forgot that I needed to check this, and I'm like, Wait a minute. Is diabetes on here? So I'm gonna read this to you guys because a lot of people don't know the, the diseases that they consider um, that you have to, you can voluntarily self-identify. And um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read what this document says. It says, and this form is a form CC 305 and it is universally used. Most companies use the same document when you apply for a, um, a job. And it says, why are you being asked to complete this form? Because we do business with the government, we must reach out to hire and provide equal opportunity to qualify people with disabilities, to help us measure how well we are doing We're asking you to tell us if you have a disability or if you ever had a disability. Completing this form is voluntary, but we hope that you will choose to fill it out. If you're applying for a job, any answer you give will keep private and will not be used against you in any way. If you already work for us, your answer will not be used against you in any way. Because a person may become disabled at any time, we are required to ask all our employees to update their information every five years. You may voluntarily self-identify as having a disability on this form without fear of any punishment because you do not, did not identify of having a disability earlier. How do I know if I have a disability? You are considered to have a disability if you have a physical or mental impairment or medical condition that substantially limits a major life activity, or if you have a history or record of such an impairment or medical condition. Disabilities include, but not limited to, blindness, deafness, cancer, diabetes, epilepsy, autism, cerebral Zip- palsy, HIV AIDS, schizophrenia, muscular dystrophy. I ain't saying that wrong. I'm sorry, guys. It's spelled D-Y-S-T-R-O-P-H-Y. Bol- Bipolar disorder, major depression, Mutual- multiple sclerosis, missing limbs or partially missing limbs, post-traumatic stress disorder, obese, ob- ob- obesive, both obesive, compulsive disorder, impairments requiring the use of a wheelchair, intellectual disability, previous called mental retardation. And it says, "Please check one of these boxes. Yes, I have a disability or previously had a disability. No, I don't have a disability, or I don't wish to answer." Now, when this was sent out from our HR department, it had been a minute since I had actually read this um, because remember, I was clear for 26. 26- 27 years, I didn't have to write anything down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. Now I have an HR background, and I forgot the disability uh, um, that diabetes was included on this list. It blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, I really forgot. So from then on, anytime I apply to a position, internally or externally, I made sure I said yes. Now that, in turn, takes me to this article. Um, This article was written by the. uh, It was produced by the the Ohio State University um, Fisher College of Business. And you can find it on their website, or you can find it if you Google it. If you Google disability disclosures and put Ohio State University, you will see this. Um, it says, "Disclosing a disability means states means sharing information about one's disability for the purpose of receiving accommodations when interviewing for a position, starting a new job, transitioning from another job, or, un- or unemployment." or retaining a job after acquiring a disability. Disclosing is a personal decision. Now, if you remember on this document that I read, the Form CC-305, that first of all, they have to ask these questions if they um, do business with the, with the government. And the box is at the end. It says, yes, I have a disability, no, I don't have a disability, or I don't wish to answer. Okay. If you have a disability, it's your personal choice whether or not to share information regarding your disability with an employer. Disclosing is not required, nor is there a standardized form or set of requirements re- regarding what people must share about their disabilities. The next section says you're right as a job seeker. If you can navigate the hiring process and perform the essential functions of a job of the job without accommodations, disclosure is typically not necessary. However, in order to receive accommodations or receive other protections under the, Ameri- the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, you will want to consider disclosing. Remember, the ADA prohibits job discrimination against people with disabilities and requires employers to provide reasonable accommodation to co- to qualified employees and applicants with disabilities unless such accommodations would poise an undue hardship. Now, undue hardship in a business sense is like I guess Reconfiguring a whole office where you got to tear it up and build it from scratch, but if it is to give somebody a lower desk or a different chair or um, just you know minimal changes, that is not going to be so cost effective that it 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 um it's a hardship to that organization. Okay. So I'm just using simple things like a desk or a chair or maybe they might need to give you a, a a different type of computer if you are um blind maybe a program that reads the documents to you if you are um hearing impaired um they might have to um give you a certain keyboard that may have um have, um, ha- that can have the rise, raised, um, I can't remember what it's called on the keyboard that, so that the per- so that you can know what letter you're typing. Um, just those are the, some of the, um, accommodations they can give someone to assist them with them job, with their job, which it would not cost a lot of undue hardship for the organization. If you are considering disclosing a disability, follow the steps below to help you decide what will work best for you. And again, I'm reading from the Ohio State University Fisher College of Business Disability Disclosure. Step one, determine the need for the disclosure. In general, Disclosing your disability may be helpful when you need to request accommodation when there is a workplace barrier that is preventing you from competing for a job, performing a job, or gaining equal access to benefit of employment. Other considerations include weighing the advantages and disadvantages of, of disclosure, exploring your feelings about sharing your disclosure with others, Researching potential, potential employers history with dis, disability services. The second step they suggest is decide when to disco, disclose. If you have determined a personal need to disclose a disability, it is recommended that you disclose before an accommodation is needed or an issue arises on, arises on the job. And they list this is really good guys if you have a disability i highly suggest you look at this um document that the ohio state university fisher college of business has put out they list times of disclosure they have i've never seen anybody put it on their resume but they have it listed on a resume cover level and or employment application now in the employment application that would be the form that most companies um, put the voluntary self-identification of disability um, on most applications. When the employer contacts you for an interview, during the interview, after the interview, before the offer, after the offer, before you accept, after you start the job, And that is the times in which they suggest that you consider. Now, they also mention, um, they give you potential gains, potential setbacks, additional considerations for you to think about. I love this. This, is, this, this, this article is really outstanding. And then step three is choose how to disclose. Who to tell. In the workplace, you may choose to only disclose your disability to those who need to be involved in the accommodation process. This may include human resources, your supervisor, employee assistance program counselor, if you've already working or have started experiencing problems and need assistance knowing how and when to disclose. Similarly, you may choose to share your disability to those revel- relevant to your interviewing process such as a recruiter or a hiring manager. And they even give you disclosure scripts that you can use in um, in the process. I decided to, to come to, to, sit, to talk about this because, like I said, um, after I onboarded with, um, with the Community College of Baltimore County um, in Maryland, I found out I was I was diabetic and I honestly I forgot I honestly I guess it's because I really didn't pay attention Um, because when I would read the the disclosures on job applications I have diabetes so I was like I ain't gonna check this I don't have diabetes so I check it off but it also says that if you ever have now there are some jobs in the federal government and in other companies, um, private industry, that they do a metal when they do a background check. The background check is not just your um, credit um, or your um, it's even it's your credit, it's your um, your credit history. It's if you have ever been incarcerated but there are other background checks. And one of the other background checks some jobs have to do is a medical background check. So if you have um, ever been hospitalized or treated um, for um, any illness, that potentially can show up on a medical background check. Now, I had to use FMLA for my, um, for my diabetes this last year, and I don't need to really discuss why, but I did. So I know that if I was to apply for any position in the federal government that did a medical background check, I know that if I even if I didn't disclose it, it would show up. On their report so I decided I was gonna do this because a lot of people don't realize that diabetes is on this list of 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 um, disabilities most people don't even think that diabetes is considered a disability I know I didn't I don't have type 1 I have type 2 people with type 1 they know that (laughs) People with type 2 don't probably think about it, or pre-diabetics probably don't think about it. I didn't think about it. I honestly didn't think about it. But it doesn't mean that just because you have a disability that you cannot perform a job well. For an example, I had a neighbor that lived beside me for 13 years who um, had a family history that The men in his family at a certain age lost their eyesight. And I don't remember what the disease is called, but he told me what it was, and I can't remember. I don't remember. But I lived beside this young man for maybe a year before I even found out. He would walk the neighborhood. He didn't have a cane or anything. Um, I was, And so one day my daughter came home, and she had straight A's on her report card. And I said to her, I said, oh, go show it to the next door neighbors. I won't say their names. Oh, go show it to the next door neighbors. Because he was an educator. He was a teacher at that time. And his wife was a stay-at-home mom. And um, she was like, um, I said, go show it to them. They'll be so excited. They had small kids, too. And so we walk, we walk outside and we knock on the door. And um, he comes out. And so does his wife. He was like, hey, hi, how are you doing? I was like, yeah, um, my dear, wanted to share y'all, share her report card with you. So we handed it to him. And (laughs) both of them looked back at us like, what is wrong with you? Why are you showing him this paper? And me and my daughter looking at them like, what's wrong with y'all? And we were excited. Why are we going to show it to him? Well, then the wife said, do you know he can't see that paper? He can He can feel the paper, but he can't see what's on it. I was like, what do you mean he can't see what's on it? She says, he's blind, taboo." I was like, really? I never knew it because this man did everything that anybody else could do. <laughs> he had a special computer that... Um, I think, I honestly think that he could speak into the computer in wrote root form. I think that's the type of computer he had. I don't think he had the one with the um, the raised um, keys so that he could fill the, um, the letter. I think he actually had a program on his computer where he could type. And um, so I was in shock. I didn't even, this man actually came over to my house and helped me fix my toilet once. And I did not know that he did not have sight. So just because somebody has a disability doesn't mean that they can't perform a job well. He, and t- after that, this young man, he left the school district as a teacher and he actually went to law school and graduated and got his law degree. And he's practicing law now from what I'm understanding. And I'm gonna tell you that He opened my eyes to, first of all, not to ever judge anyone, ever, (laughs) ever judge anyone because of a disability. Um, Because most people with disabilities are so hell-bent on making sure that they are not looked at differently, that they outperform a lot of other folk. So I just wanted to do this podcast because a lot of people, we have a lot of Americans with, with diabetes. I mean, out of that entire list that I named, there are more than we would like to share that have diabetes. I can tell you, I never wanted to be on that list. That is not something I, I don't want to be on that list for anything else either, honestly. Um, but I'm blessed that, thank God I've been able to, once again, rain my diabetes in in um in order in in order so that it is not out of control. Now the last time I went to my endocrinologist, she was proud of me. Now, I'm going again not to not to um a little not not far off, and I hate getting going to her after the holidays. Because I'm bad during the holidays. I'm not even going to lie to you. I eat everything I want to (laughs) eat. From baking cakes, from eating pies, from, you know, all the mac and cheese. and Everything that I want. Everything that's delicious that we as diabetics have to stay away from. I splurge during the holidays. So I try not to have my doctor's appointment in January with my endocrinologist because... I told her, I'm going to eat. I'm going to enjoy my holiday. (laughs) I love to eat, and I'm going to enjoy my holiday. But I want to name some folk, because I Googled this morning. um, I wanted to know what other celebrities out there that have been successful and living through diabetes in their jobs. Um, So those children or young people or adults, that listen to this podcast that may have just found out they were pre-diabetic or that they are diabetic and took it as, oh my God, I don't want this. But I wanted to give you some names of some celebrities that, um, are successful in, and they're diabetic. The first one, yay to the Baltimore Ravens win yesterday, um, is, our own tight end, um, Mark Andrews for the Baltimore Ravens. He is um, a type, I believe he's a type 1 diabetic. Um, and it is well known that he is because he donates a lot to the um, Children's Diabetic Fund. And he does a lot with um, diabetes. Tom Heinz, And this I pulled from, it's called, Is I pulled it from www.webmed.com. WebMD.com. And if you type in um, celebrities with diabetes, WebM.com, will, you can print that list. The, the one that I got off of for uh, Mark, Anth- Mark Andrews is wwwt Tendemdiabetes.com. Okay, so Tom Hanks, which I did not know. I was, I was shocked about that. He's type two. Um, Penny Marshall from the Laverne and Shirley show. I was like, wow, really? I didn't know that. Larry King. I was really surprised at, of Larry King. And good Lord, he lived until he was 87 years old. Um, Selma Hayek, Oscar nominee. Um, she had gestational diabetes, which I had gestational diabetes as well. I mentioned that. Um, um, Nick um, Jonas. Nick Jonas. Um, I was surprised. I didn't know that about him either. Paula Dean. i the celebrity chef. Delta Burke. She's... Um, the Emmy nominated actress. Drew Curry. I didn't know that about Drew Carey. I was like, wow, okay. Alright. Sherry Shepard, she's an actress as well. Randy Jackson. Um, our, the former American Idol Judge. Billie Jean King. She's a tennis great. I didn't know that about her either. Jay Cutler. The Chicago Bears quarterback. Britt Michaels. He was a rock star. Patty LaBelle. Now, Patty LaBelle has um, done commercials and talked about hers before, so a lot of people are familiar with Patty LaBelle. Um, Murray Talamore. John F. Something different. Okay, so that is the list. I don't know how I picked. I picked something. So I was really, like I said, I was really, really, really surprised of how many um, celebrities have become came public with that. And I thought I would share that list because, as you can see. These individuals are highly successful and have done an outstanding job managing through it as well. And it gives us some hope to those of us that are also managing through a disability. And I also wanted to make sure people understand that there is a choice if you, um, when you fill out your employment application if you want to disclose or not disclose now if you put I don't wish to answer you can do that but I we when you fill out an application you're so diligent about filling out your employment history and all that stuff making sure you have all the information you need on there by the time you get to the end and you have to go through this disability self, self-indication, you just, most people just don't even read it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, I ain't got nothing. Oh, yeah, I got something. But most people don't realize the list that is on here. So I'm just letting you guys know what the list is, because I was one of them. I'm not even going to kid you. I can honestly tell you that, I never thought of diabetes being on this list. I never in a million years thought of that. But I can tell you I manage my diabetes well. My endocrinologists love the fact that I, I really try my best to listen. I don't, being diabetic, you can, food is not cheap for diabetes. You spend, I can tell you, if you have any kind of illness, and especially diabetics, your grocery bill is usually not, not inexpensive because you have everything that we have to eat and stay away from. Um, the things that we have to purchase is not cheap. It's very expensive to eat healthy. And, um, I can tell you that's why I don't really go out that much anymore. I used to go out a little bit more, but I don't anymore. And I do treat myself occasionally. Um, my nutritionist was fussing at me because she was like, Tabby, you can't take all natural sugars out of your your um, out of your diet. You have to have something in there. Cause I have went cold turkey. I ain't even gonna kitchen. But then, when my numbers wasn't coming back like I wanted them, she's like, "I think it's because you've taken too much out of your um out of your diet." So I started putting a little bit more in my diet, and I've been able to get it in a um I guess in a normal range um, with with my medications. And then on Saturday, I take um, Trilicity, and on Saturday. I normally take it on Saturday morning before I leave for work, um, if we have Saturday Academy at um, the Community College of Baltimore County and um, in Maryland. And um, le- yesterday, for some strange reason, my alarm clock went off for of it, and I hit the alarm to turn it off, but I didn't pay attention that I forgot to take my med. <laughs> Until this morning, when I woke up at a crack of dawn and something said, Taboo, a little birdie said, Taboo, you didn't take your tradition yesterday? I was like, Really? Did I? So I had to lay in the bed for a minute. I was like, Did I really take it? Did I stick myself in my tummy? I don't remember if I did that. And then I thought about it, well, What happens if I do it and I've already done it? I'm like, Oh my God, what am I gonna do to myself? So I took it this morning. Which means now I gotta take it every Sunday, and I don't really wanna do that. I like taking it on Saturdays, I don't like taking it on Sundays. But I said that because you gotta make sure you're taking your medication, whatever illness or disability or whatever you're dealing with. If the doctor puts you on medication, you gotta make sure you're taking it correctly. And if it's, if you're, if you're having issues with it, you need to speak up and, and tell your, raise your hand high and say, hey, doc, <laughs> um, this is what's happening with me with this. Maybe it's not the right thing for you. So I'm just putting this out here, guys, that if you decide to voluntarily self-identify with a disability on an employment application, you want to weigh the cons and pros to doing so. And if you need some guidance on when or how to do it, the Ohio State University um, Fisher College of Business has an outstanding outline on when and how to do that. Um, I found it online, and it, I found it online today, and it is really detailed. And I actually like it. It's outstanding. But it comes down to you making the choice if and when or you're going to do it. Okay? So I thank you for tuning in today to a genuine discussion about disability disclosure. And I thank you, listeners, Please become a listener supporter. Tune in the next time to listen to a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Let's play ball and win. And remember, remember that you have a choice if you want to disclose a disability or not when you are applying for a job. And think about all of those outstanding individuals that you know, I know you probably can name at least one or two that is working through a disability and are outstanding at their job. Thank you once again for tuning in to Confronting the Lila Podcast. This is Taboo Winslow Morris. Thank you.